tonight on We Are Something Else. I'm Every Woman. something else cb what's up ah life is good kaleo what's going on man man can't complain super fly yes sir how are you i'm good man i'm good thank you thanks again for the uh the hospitality as ever always course, man, man. episode four gentlemen hey hey and it's even more special tonight why is that we have our very first special guest we do we do you ready you can say hello Hey, my loves. A <laughs> <laughs> special guest tonight is Miss Roya Elizabeth. Um, you'll be hearing more from her in uh, Act Two. Uh, but let's do a quick recap. Uh, Superfly, you um, have some news to share with us. Uh, you finally went out and saw Black Panther. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, literally um, like two hours ago or whatever. <laughs> uh, give, me, give me your recap. Give me your thoughts. It's fresh, too, since it literally yeah. just happened. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that the narrative um, plays on so many different levels. So, I mean, there's so many ways you can look at that story um, from, um, I don't know, things like gang culture to like tribalism to the relationship of uh, people in the diaspora to Africa. Like there's just so many different right. narratives. The, the whole narrative around um, Lupita's character and like her kind of like stepping into, you know, the king she, you know, she right. probably really is, but she's just reluctant to do so. There's so many things in there that I thought was just so dope. First question about it. Mm-hmm. Are people still dressing up? Nah. nah. <laughs> <laughs> there was no Wakanda, okay. you know, <sighs> robes or whatever. Like <laughs> kind of died down a little bit. Okay. Exactly. exactly. I mean, the theater uh, wasn't even packed, which was nice. I, I saw it for the second time this week. Um, and it it was good because the first time I saw it, it was like 11 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. So even though I felt like I was paying attention, I knew there was going to be some stuff that I missed just because it was so late. Yeah. And so getting to see it the second time, there was a lot of stuff, even major parts of the story that I was like, oh, yeah, this makes a whole lot more right. sense yeah. now. I missed some stuff in there. My daughter dropped her icy at one point. Oh, oh no. She had to use the bathroom. She went, she had to use the bathroom at the end. Like, oh, <laughs> I didn't have to leave. Bree took the bullet for me. But it was still like you got to get Bree. up, and it's like you can't pay attention to the dialogue while right. you're ducking down. So I can't wait to go see it. Again. Did you stay to the yeah. very end in credits? Yeah, I wish the. I thought. Well, I, spoiler alert. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, at this point, yeah, we, we, right. we've all spoiler seen alert, it. ladies and gentlemen. I thought that they were going to bring back Michael B. Jordan's character. Me too. I thought that, he was in the hut. And I was hoping maybe they'll do that in a sequel or something like that. I kind of feel a way about the fact they just let him die. Like, you know what I mean? If you if you think about it in the narrative of, as we were talking about earlier, like people in the diaspora yeah. versus Africa, and they just let, you know what I mean, that person die. I think that's the whole the hype about the next one because we already know he signed on to do part two. Right. So, and they're going to resurrect him for sure. I mean, right. his, his, what do you think about his I acting? don't know that deep into it now. So what do you think I about say, it? Okay. No, oh, I was going to yeah. say, um, I think the reason why I let him die is for that, what he said, what he said. Um, oh, that was what so you guys gonna, was a, The yeah, dopest line of the movie. Yeah, yeah like what you guys going to do is just lock me up and he said, I'd rather, you know, die. die. See with my right. ancestors. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So I think that's why they let him die but I mean, mm-hmm. it's a superhero movie. Right. He's going to And resurrect. also from this is a Chris comic book nerd mm-hmm. coming out right here. Uh, his ki- Killmonger in the comic books mm-hmm. has been died and resurrected like three three <laughs> different times. So like it's like actually yeah, right. like 
him 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 versus <laughs> black panther is uh, is tied directly into both of their characters yeah. like real strongly so even if he dies the idea of him coming back to life right. is completely canon because yeah. it's happened multiple times he just had to die for that line right yeah, and i, I mean that was also the was, symbolism of letting him die letting that that narrative die in order to come back and reunite you know what i mean yeah. stronger right. so yeah. there's so many so much right. you could talk and Ryan Coogler is not going to do another movie without him anyway it's like Christopher Nolan and all those other dudes like him and Michael Beard tied at the hip yeah. 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 like, they, like they, Judd Apatow they, and uh, Seth you know, right yeah, Seth, uh, they got so much Rogan. success Magic together Man, yeah. you know Johnny Depp and Tim Burton yeah yeah I mean you, you have those those connections in Hollywood that just work and you might as well just keep it going you know you almost have to see it twice because there's so many hints from Civil War that's in there. Yeah, that oh, you don't wow. don't you don't pick up on. Right. Oh. And uh, getting ready to lead into Infinity War right. that's coming out. Because the so. sister says when they bring him, what was the agent's name? Carlson? No. Uh. No. Coulson is the dude from from yeah. like Agent of Shield oh, okay. and all those earlier Marvel movies. Okay. He's still super big in the uh like in the cinematic. But universe. when she brings whatever agent this is into. So at the end, you're talking about the CIA end. Agent. The CIA agent. Oh, Remember yeah, she brought yeah, him into yeah, the lab. Yeah, she's yeah. like, great, another white boy. I yeah, put that was together. hilarious. Oh, and that man. kind of plays on the end mm-hmm. when they show um, Bucky, Bucky coming out of the, the hut. And that's the right. second. Yeah. Really? I didn't yeah. even see that. You it, was the the second, end. it was the, the second, second one. The second that's preview. That's what said, the second end credit? Oh, I didn't stay for that. Oh, oh spoiler alert! My bad. Yo, yo, what is that? What? What is the Idris Elba meme where he's like, where it's like, when I see people getting up before the, before end, the end of a Marvel, Marvel movie. Man, look, I've learned my lesson for any movie now. I wait until the guy come in with the broom right. to clean up all mm-hmm. that mess. I was like, oh, it must be over now. Right. Um. Okay, let's do a headline. Yeah. Um. Not really an obscure headline, but just a really. Crazy one. Uh, Rick Ross, from what I'm reading, is in a coma. I heard life he, support. I heard he was earlier, and now, at least now, he's like responsive, and he's okay. not on he life support coma, anymore, or something like that. They like found him was, unresponsive. Oh, like he was literally like yeah. on the edge of wow, edge of death. Apparently, and they at said, least that's how they're hyping. The early reports are saying heart attack. Yeah, lean. Like, uh, I'm assuming it's the stories know. because his family's coming out and denying everything. So right. I don't know what's are. going on with that. Of course that. they are. Right. And but, I mean, he had, he had, um, didn't he have like some seizure issues a couple yeah. of years ago? Yeah. Um, I and remember they they were like he was like yeah. on a he was on like a flight or something and they couldn't yep. they couldn't take off or something because yep. he was unresponsive. But and, then on top of that, the extreme amount of weight loss that he has. Right. And if you're still doing that, drugs right. and alcohol and all that. That's a lot right. for your heart to take. Right. Exactly. So uh, I do find up, it's kind of yeah. eerie that tonight TV one is airing a special on him and really? their, their series on people like their dark secrets and stories or whatever. And his airs tonight. It's called Uncensored, I believe. Uncensored. And like Tiffany Haddish just had hers and Tamar Braxton just had hers. So he was actually already scheduled. And in the preview, he actually has a styrofoam cup in his hand. Wow. It's crazy. That's what I hate about living that cord cutter life is that I can't get TV one. (laughs) (laughs) That was was the only thing keeping me on cable for a while because I used to watch Roland Martin in the morning. And And you just got to wait. Bite the bullet, man. You got to wait 24 hours and watch it on YouTube. Yeah, Yeah, I was about to say that. I'll get a password from somebody. (laughs) Um, But I do find... So let's let's comment on fifty. Did, did you hear what fifty said? Uh, if he dies, I, I, he dies. Right, 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 right. Fifty said. Yeah, he, he po- what, did. He post that on Instagram. He did, I don't know where it came from, but, but I saw yeah. TMZ reporting. Yeah, because they they have beef or they've had beef. Oh my God, but I don't, I don't care how much beef I have with somebody. I'm not wishing death on anybody. That's, I'm too invested in you if I'm wishing death a lot on of times you. That comes back on you. Right. Exactly. Right. I, I, I don't need that on me. And, and if we beef and we beef and I don't I don't care about anything else. It should be over. But you have to yeah. remember who he is, too. Yeah. I mean, he he was created off of beef. Yeah. yeah well, so, I mean, Master that's true. Um, so, I just, you know, big ups to Rick Ross. Hope everything works out for that man. Right, yeah. You a Rick Ross fan? Uh, I mean, I don't go out and buy any of his albums. Um, you hear the whole thing on the radio, basically. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But I mean, he he's always been on, you know, some bangers that, you know, were hype music for me in the gym and getting worked up before a uh like a sporting event, so. Now, Go ahead. Do you think that 
do you think he's lyrical or do you think that Justice League just makes makes his beats so dope that you have to listen to his music? I put him more so in the category of he has dope beats to go with. Like there I mean there's a lot of people um in, in music where their lyrical ability might not be the best, but it, it's a sound that they have. Right. And that goes along with the production and all that stuff too. So um, I'm not going to say that he's like the worst lyricist of all time, but I don't listen to him for what he has to say, even when he's a uh, bad mouth and bird man for basically an entire album, right. which so, was his most recent joint. I feel like he's such a master beat picker. Like his music, the musicality in his songs overshadow his lyrical ability. Like, I feel like, I mean, almost like how bad Nas is about picking beats Mm -hmm. and it makes his lyrics stand out. Right. I feel like he's so good at picking really good backdrop music and, and creates cohesive sonics, you know what I mean? In his albums that, it makes you think he's not as good of a lyricist as he is. Cause I don't even listen to his lyrics. Cause the whole, I, when I listen to music, I'm listening to everything kind of at once and taking it all in. Right. And it's like, it sounds so good. I'm jamming to it. I couldn't tell you a thing. I couldn't, I could never rap a Rick Ross lyric. Right. Like, I yeah. have no idea. What I, he's I feel the same and way. It's not bad though. It's it's just that the stuff that I could think of off the top of my head is just stuff that I find funny. That I'm yeah. like, oh man, he actually said that. Yeah. And most or, of the times it's his hooks that I can remember. Yeah. All I know is, I listen because I know that Justice League is going to put some some serious heat yeah. within those those 12, 15, how many songs he has right, on his right. album. But yeah, I mean, he uh, he always puts out stuff that gets me hype. And mm-hmm. that, for me personally, I like that's that, a, dead president. that is a big reason why I listen to music yeah. is for energy. So yeah. that, that, but that's, you know, that's just me. Okay. Okay. Um, last week we briefly went over to Monique, uh, gender <laughs> equality situation yeah along with i mean there's there's a lot of other stuff outside of gender equality thing mm-hmm. that shadows that but i did go back and watch the breakfast club interview she she ha- she has some good points as as we discussed last week there's some good right. points yeah but then there's also a point now i think she's on this tour of just being she's trying to justify everything mm-hmm. and it's to me, it is not. It's not. It's not looking good. Yeah, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, because right. she is correct. Of course, right. What she's saying is right. The problem is when you do say it, then people label label you, especially when you're marginalized, of so your black woman or someone that they don't think should be speaking up. And then when you do speak up, you get, you know, pigeonholed or you know, told that you're a donkey of the day or you're being right. difficult. Right. You know what I mean? That comes. So do with you it. do you think that she deserved donkey of the day? I don't know. I mean, I don't put too much power behind that. The credibility. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, this is. She gave I mean, it too I mean, much power. I mean, for exactly. for for being the donkey of the day, what actually is it? You know, it's a it's a joke that Charlemagne has. And on like, the low, it put a lot of. It, kind it of gave put her, her in his yeah yeah. Like he, that's a leg up. But I'm yeah. saying, <laughs> but you know, that's like true. it's not like. Like, it's literally just a segment on their radio show. Right. It's not, you know, some, you know, you don't got, you know, the president of the United States going out there and issuing donkey of the day plaques right. and all that he kind of stuff. Oh, <laughs> I mean, well, the thing, the thing is, is he would be the leader in the clubhouse if for the number of them. On the Breakfast Club, that might fix all our problems. Right? It would be the greatest interview in the history of the Breakfast Club, maybe ever. Really, really big. It's gonna be really big. The donkeyest of the day. The donkeyest donkey ever. Yes. Supply breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) So she's justifying her cause is because she's been labeled a veteran. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm gonna give you veteran. You've been in the game for over a mile of years. That that makes you veteran status. Now there are some veterans out there that aren't good veterans, but there are veterans. Uh, so she thinks that she should make the Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock money. I'm not Amy Schumer's not a veteran to me. She's just hot at the moment, so right. she's making that hot sizzling money right now. So she's like, "You call me a veteran, I should be getting paid veterans' money." There's but, still economics that come exactly. into it. But this I was, sports. This isn't a team, right? I was gonna say my whole point is in the NBA, in the NFL, you could have been the hottest thing going at one time, 
okay, we still want you around. So what do we have? The veterans minimum. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're still a veteran, but there's exactly. only a certain bar that we're going to pay you. Right. Because you're not. You can't do. You're not doing what you used to do. Mm-hmm. And now we want you around, but this is this is what we feel as your right. worth. And I mean, we can even think about it in like, and this might be foreshadowing for later, but. Like, look, how many how many years has LeBron been in the league? He's been in the league like 14 years or something, right? Yeah, there are plenty of other dudes in the league that have been in the league for 14 years, too, at some point, that not playing at the same level that LeBron is playing at his 14th year in the league. So right. he's still making max money because he's playing at a max level. Right. There are other dudes who have been in the league that long that they're getting the veterans minimum because right. they, still, they still are good enough to have a roster spot, but... They're not LeBron. They're, right. they're, you know, they're not making Dave Chappelle money right. uh, as far as comedy goes. So. And so one of her defenses was, okay, people keep asking, so what have you so what have you done for me lately, game? So that's why you're getting this. Well, and then she's like, well, what has Chris done for you lately? What has Dave done for you lately? So I, but I'm thinking Dave did, they said, what, 1,500 shows before he even did a special. He had... Like he was uh, always working. He had that... Like what? The entire month of August that he was yeah, he Radio City, yeah, yeah, or whatever it was up in New York that was just sold but out then the entire I think time. With Dave too, the way he left the spotlight, it made people want more. Mm-hmm. Like he was, he had the hottest show. Yep. On TV, he sold the most DVDs in the history of DVDs. I, and I still right. have those DVDs. And he <laughs> left when he got offered the big money. Left it on a table. Right. And everybody's. Up in the air, like what the hell happened? He says it in his special when people are up in arms about Hollywood, and he's like, "Remember uh, when I said something was wrong with Hollywood?" <laughs> right. And yeah. they and they called me crazy. Said I smoked crack or something. Like right. you know. So I think he walked away no, from her. Defense is that she's the most decorated comedian of all time, which that's is where false. She, that's that's right. where she that's messed that. up. That's where I was she just like, up. okay, I was kind of with you on like what you were saying. I, I mean, I wasn't on the whole boycott Netflix thing because that was just for her own personal gain. I'm like, Netflix didn't go out and put a, a, what was it? The monkey in the jungle tea. Like she didn't do anything like that for me to say I'm going to boycott them. They didn't do any H and M stuff. Exactly. But you know, but she lost me with the whole, like I'm the most decorated comedian of all time. And I think that's that's where she lost a lot of her support. The memes that morning were hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. Did Whoopi die? (laughs) Did Eddie Murphy die? (laughs) Is Eddie dead? Oh, (laughs) so she's going off of her 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 number based up. Her number, whoever gave her that, Practice, decorated right? thing there was a, there was a number that she had in her head that was higher than everybody else's but i don't care what that number is because there's still people who don't maybe not have that number that still have more accolades mm-hmm. i mean you're talking about Whoopi goldberg is probably is the only i believe mm-hmm. woman black or white to have an egot emmy grammy oscar and tony all four are the big deal yeah, and yeah. i think the value to netflix is about adding subscribers mm-hmm. yeah you know does she add People who aren't already on Netflix. Because you no, better no. believe there were people when her? they heard that Dave was coming back. They're like, hmm, I got to get someone's password to watch that. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Well, I have one other thing about the whole like decorated comedian comment. To me, it's it doesn't it doesn't hold value because if she's trying to get a comedy special on Netflix, well, her Oscar that she has wasn't for a comedic role. It right. was for a, dra- a dramatic right. role. Mm-hmm. So for Good her point. to say that, it didn't make any sense. And then she likes to bring up that Christmas movie that she was in. I forgot the name Almost of the movie. Christmas. Again, it wasn't Almost like that. that was right. an ensemble cast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it was an ensemble cast. It wasn't like it was just her. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to use all this evidence that it's it's poor evidence. Right. <laughs> so she's not she's digging herself and, a hole. And Netflix obviously is looking at numbers. They know right now she's not going to get the the plays the views cuz she's not hot okay right I, I don't i don't even i can't even tell you if she's on tour right now she's Maybe. doing a play it's like well, one I'm of even those... talking about comedy tour yeah. Yeah. i don't even know if she was doing specials before that right. but her to her defense i will say part of the deal was she couldn't do anything for 2 years yeah. no new you know she couldn't do any of that routine can't on make the road money outside of netflix yeah. right so that was kind of strongholding her but what everybody thinks was because she's been blackballed and she has a reputation. Yeah, she has a bad like reputation against her name right now. But see, that's the thing. If you're not willing to play the game, then you get labeled as having a bad reputation. I mean, it's going to tie for being difficult and all that right. kind of stuff. And this no, is her right. own people who've labeled her difficult to work with. Yeah. And it's also that daddy of hers. Hey. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, I'm, yeah. It, it, he's. I mean, I don't know if she had the reputation before she married him, mm-hmm. because I didn't start hearing these things about her until after she married yeah, him. He gives off the vibe of Mary J's husband. What's his yeah. name? Can do. Yeah, he got. Get, he got that can do. But song. nobody. Yeah. Nobody. Most people aren't going to say the same thing about you, and there's no truth in there. Somewhere right. 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 So, Smoke. Uh, sorry, fire. I say about that. Um. So that that sets up. Uh, it's a nice topic. Con- it's a nice topic. Yeah. Um. Part of his gender equality. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just expand on that. Uh, since we don't have Monique's fight, but we do have a local <laughs> fight. We or just for women in general, we have because um, we're not good. Just the three of us at giving the woman's perspective because no, we don't we have that. No, so, um, Roya, so you're you're helping us out with that you tonight. tonight. Right, exactly. You're gonna have to answer for every good woman. Right. No, and you, have to, you have to wait on on your shoulders for every woman. Starting back from Harriet Tubman to, <laughs> to, uh, to uh, the current first lady. Yeah, no pressure. No pressure. No pressure. Like, okay. But let's talk about uh, women and minority women in the corporate work field. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good way to change things up for right this week. Right. Um, so let's let's start. Um, what job industry are you in? Financial services. And how long have you been there? Uh, for about almost eleven years. Okay. Uh, you like what you do? Yes. Okay. Um, was that your original plan? No. <laughs> I don't know what my plan was. I mean, in college, my plan was to go to law school. Like mm-hmm. I had my applications already completed. I had my letter letters of recommendations done, but I was scared about the LSAT, so I just didn't take it. Like I signed up for the LSAT. I actually just didn't go. I didn't show up to the test, which is not good. But that was my original plan was to go to law school. And then I said, okay, well... I don't know if I want to do law. Let me figure it out. And I just kind of fell into a financial job and just been doing it ever since. I mean, they got uh, they got us out here at 18 trying to make decisions for the rest of our lives. And that's a tough part. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like, and yeah. at 21, you still don't know. Right. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, what was uh, what was the first what was what got your what did you dip your toe in as far as getting into the financial services industry? What was your first job? Uh, well, my first job was at a mutual fund company, same company you worked for. Hey. <laughs> I guess we're not naming names, no, but no, yeah. No, no. <laughs> um, that I was working in the customer service department. Mm-hmm. It was retail investment services. That's what they called it for right. all the retail. And when they say retail, they mean any, um, let's say mom and pop, they want to invest in an IRA or just a regular uh, brokerage account. They will call in and ask about the funds or place a trade. Just, you know, general customer service type work. Do you feel that in the financial industry, women in general, no race involved, have a, a hard, a long way to go? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But they've definitely come very far. I mean, look at Fidelity. Their uh, CEO is a woman. Okay. Um, granted, her father used to own that company, but... They could have went and gave the company to anyone else. Got to start somewhere, yeah, right? Yeah, but they, you know, have her in office or have her as a CEO. Okay. Do you encounter like clients go, well, I, you know, I'd rather talk to a male or somebody. I was just about to ask that question. More, they assume that you don't know. I've had that several jobs before, uh, especially with me working in a call center environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, they hear a woman's voice, and this happened to other colleagues. They'll say, "Can you get somebody else on the phone to know like a him or a he?" Somebody that knows what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. That's definitely happened several times. Um, so. let's, let's expand on that. So women have a long way to go. Do you feel like a, being a black woman, the the journey is even harder? Absolutely. Okay. Do you have any, is there an everyday struggle that you feel like you have to face or going into the into work well i'll just talk in general i'm not necessarily speaking on my current job i'm just speaking on my 11 years of experience Mm -hmm. that typically um there are certain biases and certain stereotypes that i have to overcome um and then a lot of times i feel like i shrink myself because i don't want to speak out of turn quote unquote i don't want to 
come across a, a certain way because I would be labeled the angry black woman. Right, like you if, don't want to offend people's sensibilities. Yeah, and it's to tough because then when I do that, then I'm seen as weak. So it's just like I don't know what to do sometimes. So, and is that like yeah. a, a double-edged sword, though? Because when you label the angry black woman, that mostly means what aggressive, and aggressive, trying to but trying to get your job done. In the financial you industry, that, you want to be exactly that, right? right, right, exactly. Right. And that's definitely been my my struggle. But at the same time, I I know that's what it is in in the industry. So it's just something that I just have to continue to work on every single day. But it's something that I've dealt with even before I got into finance, even right. when I was working you know, in high school or working in college. That's just something I have to deal with. The whole idea of like shrinking yourself. I too deal with that. Um, I'm a big dude. So mm-hmm. like it's uh, an, an innate like response for me to try to make people feel comfortable. Right. And around me. And I find that, you know, if I'm looking at myself, I, there are times where I'm, you know, more reserved than I need to be. Right. But it's right. like, you don't want to, you know, you know, naturally you might scare people. So if yeah. I raise my voice, you know, people oh, yeah. automatically, you know what I mean? Shut down. Right. So, and I think that's, that's definitely a struggle. I think three of us out of the room face. No, yeah. I'm just messing. <laughs> I'm just messing. I just, no, but you have to put on. <laughs> it's my calves, isn't it? She right. uh, almost have shorts. to put on like a face mm-hmm. for when you're in the corporate field, because you're being judged on so many levels. And now I'm speaking on just a man, the, a man level, a black man level. Cause being a man, I think you're already that much more advanced. Mm-hmm. They treat men so different right. in any kind of workplace I've ever been in. Mm-hmm. And that I guess just because of the, the whole, just the way the world was once ruled by man, mm-hmm. but you know, and a lot of these old heads don't want to move into the new age, but then expand on that being a black man Mm-hmm. You almost, they're waiting for you to do, you know, they're waiting for you to, hmm, see, I knew that was in there somewhere, but mm-hmm. you almost have to stay mm-hmm. even keel all the way through. But sometimes it's hard because mm-hmm. there's somebody always pushing that button. Mm-hmm. You just got to know what to do. I had a buddy when, um, this is when we were in high school, a bunch of us worked at uh, the same restaurant and one of our buddies interviewed like two or three times mm-hmm. to work there and didn't get a job uh, when like six or seven of us were able to get jobs there. And one of the silly things is that dude has lived in the United States just as long as the rest of any of us, but he was El El Salvadorian, my buddy that I'm talking about. And so they wanted him to be a bus boy rather than being like a host or a a waiter or anything. Mm. And he was like, why would you want me to to do that? Normally that job is reserved for like non-native speakers and people that, you know, just, uh, like maybe don't have the experience. Yeah, don't interact with that. And it's like, uh, he's actually just getting pigeonholed into this just by, you know, really, because he wasn't any less qualified than the rest of us to right. be doing what we were doing in this restaurant. But that was his experience. Right. And, you know, if he had been, if he had been a white dude, like if it had been my dad walking in there, you know, they wouldn't have asked him to, have, when was the last time you saw a white bus boy? In, in, in a Mexican right. restaurant, yo. Like, get out of here. Wait, you must have really fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've seen one. How'd you end up here? <laughs> are, you, are you the general manager's son? And, exactly. and are you on restriction? Are you are you right. being punished? <laughs> you, better, you better fold that silverware. Right. You better get back there. <laughs> so good. Do you, um... Do you... Uh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, do you feel like you have to play the game? Yes, I've been told I need to play the game. I'm like, well, what game? I To me, it's like, I just want to go to work and do my job the mm-hmm. best way I know how. Yeah. And... The game is different for me. I can't go and have the same conversations or the same interactions yeah. with people that other people who don't look like me may, may be able mm-hmm. to have. And make it authentic, right? Right. Exactly. Because I mean, well, what am I going to talk about? Like, oh, I went skiing this weekend. Like, no, I don't ski. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, and that's sometimes those are the conversations that I hear going on in the office. Right. I mean, you guys could attest to this. We, right. we no, all work I mean, together. You hear so, your, your bay mates talking about. Yeah, I'm gonna have this watercress salad with a little lemon wedge dressing on it. Well, I'm gonna eat these pork chops and gravy and call it a day. You know what I mean? No. Um, yeah, but no, it's just hard. I, I don't. I don't know what game. I was gonna. My question. Next question was, what do you think playing the game means? When they tell you, you know what? I need you to play the game. 
Yeah. What do you? What do you? What's your definition? We can do a round yeah. robin on that too. Um, I guess the game is just to make sure that you have certain. I don't know. Like, it, I don't really get that too much currently. Um, but if someone were to say like play the game, I would assume that they mean like you got to know who's ass to kiss. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, so I've worked in a variety of different areas. Um, we talked about UPS um, a couple Oof. a couple episodes ago, right? So, like, I was a management trainee. Like, one of the first complaints that they had about me was that I walked too slow. They would tell me that, you know, and it, or um, in a more recent role. I was told that I speak too slow or I don't respond fast enough to if some, some if someone says something is urgent, I don't react. And it's like partially because you I think things through before I speak them out. So, right. you know what I mean? And and I speak slowly so you can understand me and so I can get my thoughts out in the way I want to. Right. You um, almost have to speak. Think think about what you're going to say, because you really only get one or two chances to say it. Maybe yeah. one before but, they are already judging you. About, right. Yeah. But, hmm. So it's like the things that they want you to do to conform to the way they are, you don't even see those as valuable, but because it's different than what they are, then they see they don't see you as good enough, right? right. Absolutely. That's what I that's how I feel a lot of times is that um whatever I say or do is just not good enough. Um because we all grew up learning or we were taught we have to work twice as hard mm-hmm. and if for a woman three times as hard like if you're a black woman yeah. I should say so you know all I can do is just try my best every single day and hope that works but for whatever reason and sometimes it, it doesn't right and it's not any fault of my own it's based off of whatever uh, that person is feeling or thinking because they can't check their biases for whatever reason Mm -hmm. and they can't understand that we're different people and like for example i feel like i can't do what someone else can do Mm -hmm. or i can't do what someone else can say like i wouldn't be able to get away with it right um so that's a whole nother issue as well but it's it's a lot right right now i think to me playing the game is just doing what you got to do Mm-hmm. To keep your job pretty right. much, mm-hmm. but it goes, sometimes I think it goes beyond that. It's no, like yeah, going to happy hour or eating lunch with people, and it's like if you don't enjoy their company, you know what I mean. Or yeah. if it's just like you got work to do, or you know what I mean. Like it sometimes it's hard because you're trying to work twice as hard. It's hard to like feel like you have the latitude to go yeah. and, and hang out and be yeah. unserious with people. You yeah. know what right. I mean? But I try to make that into something enjoyable for me. Mm-hmm. So I don't look at that as a game. Like I know that there are relationships that I have to build and increase. However, you know, I, I don't see that too much as a game, but sometimes I feel like other people see it as a game. Right. I don't know. Yeah. For some strange reason, we're trying to act like Phil is on. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? So I'm like... <laughs> you right, man. I'm dying over here. Yeah, like, you dying? I don't know if we should keep talking. Is, you know, we were all like, we can't wait. We're not going to act like this show is still going. We're just going to keep moving. <laughs> keep moving, guys. Like, nobody, don't leave me. Nobody should it's okay. Go right into dying. episode five. <laughs> First episode without Phil, because he died last episode. Right. Talking about Rick Ross. Asphyxiation. <laughs> <laughs> if he dies, he dies. If actually, he dies, he dies. We actually didn't even move him. He's still, his dead body is still on 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 the little couch. I care area. so much about this show. I'm willing to die <laughs> off mic. Have you guys put his keep going? Blood, sweat, and tears. Put his life on the line. <laughs> Man, dies, the tribute like, video no, is going to be fantastic. Exactly. If I would have just went down. Just finish the show. <laughs> get it out there. Four. <laughs> Wait, who do we get to replace you though? You can you can step oh, in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like actually. So last week was an audition. <laughs> um, we knew Phil was on the out. Uh, he was actually coming to us live from the same hospital as Rick Ross. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Got to do some uh, cough drops and some water. Yeah, um, I was trying to prepare for that. Right, right, right. You all right? I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Whatever's going on, going on. Um, do you have any 
corporate icons that you look up to? Oprah. Okay. For sure. Uh, who else? There's so many. Um, and it's not just, uh, I don't know, like, oh gosh, there's so many, but definitely Oprah. That's the first person that came to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, she got her own island, man. Yeah, absolutely. I she, mean, and she's been had that. Just everything about her, look at her upbringing. Mm-hmm. Uh, people don't understand. Like, that woman was raped, right. molested, right. Yeah. had a baby, and the baby died, like, what, a few days after he was born? Right. And, you know, she was told that she was too black, she was too fat, and that she would never make it. Mm-hmm. And look at her now. Wasn't right. Didn't she get pregnant by a family member? I, that was by her boyfriend. Okay. Uh, but I don't know if she, I, I don't know how many times she's been pregnant, but the one that the baby, um, she carried to full term, that was by, I think, a boyfriend. Um, so yeah, and I'm trying to think, there's so many other people that I look up to, like that, if I named their names, you probably wouldn't know. Um... I mean, give people something to look up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> give them a reason to go onto the, the Google machine, <laughs> the Wikipedia right. machine. Come back to me on that one. Michelle I have, Obama's got been. I was going to say Michelle, but I was like, that's so cliche. But yeah, obviously Michelle Obama, because hey. she wasn't just first lady. I feel like exactly. she set the bar for all first ladies. Like this one that we have right now, I'm not even going to say their names, that she could never. It's like, an unfair bar, honestly. I mean, she's right. that good. Like, <clears throat> right. I mean, she was running hospitals. and Right. Going to Target. And I'm sorry. And shopping, just that, that alone, to humble, just go to Target and shop and just like be one of the people. I just feel like her, and obviously Hillary Clinton, no matter what other people may think about Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton was always a boss too, even when she was first lady. Yeah. And then she went on to be what senator, senator. yeah, and and run for president. How many times? Mm-hmm. I mean, I really thought that was going to be my next president, but it was, you weren't you weren't alone. <laughs> you weren't alone in that. Yeah, absolutely. But they're like the other popular vote said that she was going to be the president. So. <laughs> right. I mean, I just I usually look at other people. right now i even look at a lot of um bloggers uh because eventually i want to do my own financial literacy have my own financial literacy business and i look at different bloggers who are on instagram or on youtube um and they're out doing exactly what i want to be doing but i want to do it like more investment level um but yeah i look up to people that doesn't have to be uh someone that's well known it could be people who no one would know. Do you follow Morgan DeBond at all? No. She's a, uh, like a tech founder. Um, works at, I think she runs Black. She's one of the co-founders of Blavity. Oh, um, I know you're talking about um, something Bond. Beverly yeah, Bond. Bond. Morgan DeBond. Morgan DeBond? Mm-hmm. Not Black Girls Rock, though. Mm-hmm. Okay, I thought you said Black Girls nah, Rock. Sorry. she does um, Blavity. Uh, oh, I know does, exactly what you're talking um, about. I didn't know her name, but I, yeah, I know you're talking about. Like, uh, it's not um, Girls Who Code. There's another, like, kind of similar thing that they do out there tech uh you know group where they recruit you know kids in school to okay. go out for a summer and then intern at like different tech firms like google amazon all that stuff like, that kind of stuff is so dope yeah, yeah absolutely man. Yeah. anybody founding anything yeah you know, exactly where you can actually be free like that's kind of you know where i think the answer to all those issues that we kind of face in corporate america is like you, you got to create your own I, I was. You that's exactly what I told you, you all give the time. These young kids a way to get into that kind of stuff too, because yeah. I mean, think about how it was for for us when we were in school and trying to grow up and figure out what it was that we were gonna do. You know, there there are plenty of kids in situations that you know I didn't grow up in get the same kind of um, opportunities and uh, school run programs and things like that. So, you know, anyone that's starting that kind of stuff up to provide those kinds of opportunities, that, that's what the kids need, man. Because, you know, they're going to be they're going to be running the world at some point. We only got it. That's know, what a little bit of time. KD donated the 10 million dollars towards. I know, right. So I mean, I sent the email to that. The, the uh, firm that he's working with mm-hmm. to open up that school here to see how we can volunteer. Um, yeah, because that's, that's not too far from here. Definitely. Do you feel that um your hair can be a distraction <laughs> in, in the workplace. Chris, your facial expression because 
Chris, oh. you done seen it. Oh man, it's so funny to me. Oh, but that man. can be that's a, a serious question because yeah. Can you please I mean, just me, say I'm, just quote one thing that you've heard somebody ask me? Oh, Roy, <laughs> how did your hair grow so fast? <laughs> if I come to work what, with a weed, when she got like her braids put in, yeah, and all this braids. Stuff, and I'm like, man, my upbringing was completely different than yours because. <laughs> I know how her quote unquote hair grew so fast. <laughs> and why are you even bringing this up exactly. a word? <laughs> oh, so I'll I'll never forget there was <laughs> Well, I'll never People forget People asking me about my beard at work is not quite the same as me being like, "Oh, you had uh you had a one on top coming in on Friday and now you got braids going down, you know, half your back." Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, definitely hair is a struggle. Um, so on so many levels, one, the comments at work for sure. And they're like questions like, is that a weave or is that a track? And it's just, is this so intrusive? Mm -hmm. It becomes uncomfortable because that is not what I'm there for. I had to one time pull my boss aside and say, I am not black hair care ambassador like that is not my title yeah. um because it, it also it depends be my on my title though <laughs> I'll, ta- I'll take it on right <laughs> but again i'm not just saying this current it, it happens at so many jobs like since i've been working i remember one internship that i had in college where this one lady i i don't remember what hairstyle i changed to and from but she started telling me she she had the she really had to come and tell me that she has a black a uh, friend whose daughter came over and spent the weekend and how she finally understood what hair grease was and she was just like, but I couldn't get all over, I couldn't get off my hands and it was just like she had to tell me the whole story and I was just like, okay, what does this have to do with me? Exactly. <laughs> like, like, you know, so I, I, I know it's not always like something they're doing intentionally mm-hmm. to be offensive, but it is, it makes it very uncomfortable for me to work. So that's one thing, like the comments and the questions, yeah. it's just too much. Like, I couldn't relate to you before, but now I can. Now I can. Right. Or, or like when Lupita so first came things. out, right. When Lupita first came out and I had my hair cut and they were like, Oh, you look like Lupita. I'm like, no, I don't like, right. she's gorgeous, but I don't look like mm-hmm. her, but you know, certain things. And then another thing is, I don't know if you remember when I was interviewing, uh, but I was John, interviewing and I was so scared about like what do I do with my hair I don't know if I can wear braids that's a legit concern yeah yeah I'm like what do I do with my hair like I like do what it was it was just too much for me because I don't perm my hair anymore Mm -hmm. and uh this was when I had uh longer natural hair obviously guys see I got my fresh shape up but (laughs) but like thank you (laughs) but it's just something where it's just like I, I don't know um, if I can wear braids or if I can, or if our, it's okay for me to wear my natural hair. These are concerns that a lot of black women have. A lot of black women end up wearing wigs for the sole purpose of their jobs. Like right. I'll, And I feel like it's also older black women because my sister, who's uh, 10 years older than me, and my sister-in-law, um, they're, they're both older than me. And they grew up in the mindset of like you gotta wear wigs or weaves and or have your hair permed. Right. Nowadays, you see like the whole natural hair movement with uh, the millennials. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of like we don't care, but we know that we may get a lot of backlash at work. <clears throat> right. For now, do it. you attribute those uh, the hair questions from people's being comfortable with you enough to ask you those, or do you attribute to ignorance? So. One could That's make the case by case. It is a case by case. There's some people who are comfortable with me, and I don't mind because we know like some friends that I don't mind talking to about my hair. But there's some people who are like, okay, I sent you an email work related that you have not answered, and yet you're coming to me asking me 21 questions about my hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. at that point, I'm gonna look at it as you're being ignorant mm-hmm. because you don't you can't answer my work email, but you want to ask me all these questions about my hair. So I don't know. We're so not. We're not. We're not. Especially when we're not friends. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's your personal side of it. Now, as far as being a black woman, when you think about women in general, do, does hair matter as far as how you carry it? I don't want to speak on behalf of every black woman, but no, I'm I know every black woman, just women in general, just women. Does hair matter? Yeah. I mean, like, what do you mean by does it matter? Can, is can Hillary Clinton can Hillary Clinton come to the podium with her hair in a ponytail? 
Would that would that turn would that bring up questions for you, or does that matter to you? It doesn't matter to me, but I know that. I think there some would definitely people, be, there would definitely be well, some think stuff about it as women in general. So right. think about it. Hillary even talks about this, how, you know, she gets judged on different standard than her opponents did. Right. Mm-hmm. She, they always are judging like, oh, what is she going to wear? Or what is she wearing? Or um, what's her hairstyle? Like rather than talking about the issues that she's discussing. Right. And you know that that's something that she's talked about, like because of the fact that she's a woman. Now, I'm, I've come to a point or I'm coming to a point where, especially seeing Trump in office, how um, forgiving people are. And I'm wondering if it's a question of being on brand or off brand. So for Hillary Clinton, we've never seen her in a ponytail in 40 years. So she showed up to the debate in a ponytail that would be off brand for her. And that, you know what I mean? It, right. Whereas, you know, we already know you know, our, our president's, you know, y'all's president. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> say you can just say, say his exactly. name. His limitations, <laughs> right? And so when he doesn't know something about it, it's just like, oh, we weren't expecting that anyway. You know what I mean? That's not right. off-brand for him to not know. We expected that. So I'm wondering, like, if it's a, you know, we, we all have a brand we create. Yeah. You know what I mean? And as you as you sculpt that and and mold that i think it's as long as it's on brand for you then it's fine so we're gonna get by the next four years of i knew that was coming just because of who he is yeah (laughs) i mean that's kind of what we're doing now it's like we kind of foresee we kind of foresaw all this um yeah we look like idiots right now (laughs) uh Damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm sorry. Kind of going back to like the branding piece mm-hmm. though, right? So I totally understand what you're saying. But if Hillary to change her ponytail up, one, I just don't care. And two, I'm just like, she's a woman who has agency to do whatever she wants Absolutely. with her hair. And that's the problem that we have with a lot of workplaces is that, especially for women, not just black women, just for those women in general, if you want to change your hairstyle up, it's like you got to answer all these questions or get all these looks. And it, to me, it's just like, well... It's part of my body. I should be able to do what I want. Right. You see how many times I've cut my hair. Right. I've shaved my head off. Like this is probably my fourth time doing it. Mm-hmm. And then it's, I'm used to like, okay, well, I'm going to get the comments. I'm going to get the stares and the questions. Mm-hmm. And it's I try not- to be the first one to ask you the questions. <laughs> Usually don't say anything, <laughs> right. but. <laughs> but look, all right. So let's take two people. Let's take Beyonce and Salon, who both go through their own changes with their hair. Mm-hmm. Are like, would you question? I feel like no one's gonna question Solange about whatever hairstyle she chooses to have. They do on a given day, really. They do absolutely. Wow. Like so, she had a um, a magazine cover recently where her like braids were. I don't know how to describe it, but she had like They're she like shaped her up. braids. She shaped her braid into some like pretty shape, mm-hmm. and they question uh like pretty much the magazine they actually photoshopped it out but then also it was an issue of like why did she even choose that hairstyle mm-hmm. but is so, that like a i feel like that's like a no one's judging the quality of her art okay. based on her hairstyle you no, know what i mean we're like no. hillary if she showed up in in the a ponytail, ponytail given the brand that she's built right then people are going to question the quality well, she of her grew her hair out even exactly yeah, yeah you know what i mean and i i just i'm wondering like you know, you're talking about, um, you know, the, the different hairstyles you choose in doing that. Are you can you craft a, a brand in that this is just this is on brand. I'm going to have different hairstyles and this is just what it is. You know, mm-hmm. for me, I chosen to grow a beard. Right. And beard gang I noticed beard like, gang. when it first started and it was started growing out. This is it. I actually cut it down from where it was. Um, people were asking, you know, some. One person at one person asked me, you know, am I am I a terrorist? Mm. Another person asked, like, um, I, I legit get that, especially during the summer because uh, I get pretty tan and uh, yeah. Nobody's asking you that, Chris. You know Yo, no, I mean, I get at, I get at during the summer, especially when uh, when I had that real trendy uh, undercut thing going. People ask, you know, how many times I got asked if I spoke Farsi, like if I was, if I was Persian, like that it. You know, um, and kind of on the same thing. I, I had someone ask me once at work whether my beard was real. 
That's because um, they're hanging. And it's like, I mean, yeah, and Asians don't have facial hair like this. And Damn, I didn't even think about that. Right, right, right. right. Shout out, Dad. That, 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 that don't come from the Asian side. This is not from my Lolo. <laughs> nah, this is from Pops. Uh, but nah, it's kind of the same, kind of the same thing. It's like, oh, um, you know, don't you got to trim that up a little bit? Don't you got to yeah, like exactly. keep it, you know, you know, like actually care for it and right. stuff. Or people go, I prefer, I prefer that when you had. Uh, right. You know, five o'clock. So it's like I didn't ask you right. Right. what you prefer. Right. <laughs> why? Why do they give hair so much power? I, I've always tried to figure that out. Hair is hair is hair. You should be able to. That doesn't take away from anything else you do. Right. I mean, granted, it, they treat it as a distraction or it changes who you are. But hair is hair. I mean, my right now my hair is in cornrows, and. <laughs> You I have the audacity so, to do that. On which they feel they can be comfortable with. Right. They think right. they know everyone's making snap judgments about who you are based right. on right. instant. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean? and then once you deviate from that, now it's like, oh, I thought I knew you, but I don't know you anymore. So now we have right. to. And they also, so, you know, depending on how you look, r- regardless of whether it's your, you know, hair in your head, hair in your face. Right. Um, if you're a woman, if you're doing like your makeup, all that kind of stuff, you're going to, there's perceptions that come along with those images that, you know, people are going to associate, right. you know, f- for right or wrong. So let me, let me tell you my story real quick. So I'm normally, once I start working in corporate environment, clean cut, and then every now and then I would grow my hair just a little bit and just a little bit. And then one day I was like, you know what? I'm gonna grow my beard. I grew my beard out. So I work for a company where the money stays in its own community. Mm-hmm. There, nobody that looks like me is in charge of anything around them, and is getting paid. So I decided, okay, you know what? I'm gonna see how far I can push the envelope a little bit, just see what I can get away with. So I grew my hair a little longer, a little longer. The next thing you know, one day I'm like, all right, let's braid it up, just to see. What they would say if because people don't know how to, people don't know how don't know how to react to it they mm-hmm. you know they come by and they look or whatever mm-hmm. but this could be speaking on it from the man aspect or to the aspect of where they don't care I had a manager come up to me older white guy when I had first had my braids and he was like that's tight <laughs> that's tight <laughs> and I'm like I've been accepted yeah <laughs> y'all and this is this is uh, completely not even the same on the same level but y'all remember when I came into work with those two braids I remember that oh yeah <laughs> had people asking me about that and like oh Chris you're doing your Allen Iverson impersonation <laughs> right. and I was like but I'm right like, I cute. we have people around there that wear ponytails guys to keep mm-hmm. their hair in their ponytails yeah. So Man the equi- yeah, yeah. The equivalent I, to that. I, I was rocking them when my hair was real long I was you coming in little work. yeah you did little, have little one. top knot the equivalent to that is me doing what I decide to do mm-hmm. yeah it doesn't take away from my work quality yeah. and i will say no manager has ever said anything to me about my hair like it's usually like i like it it looks mm. good or it's just other people and I, again i don't fault them and it's happened to every job except for one job when you know a lot of other people were changing their hairstyles on a frequent basis and so it was kind of like okay well we were used to it it's, that's you, not new that's the norm yeah, yeah but so, at the same time, like at my job, you know, everyone, especially managers, they're accepting of it. I'm not coming in there with like purple hair or pink hair. Like that to me is distracting. And that's actually, I don't know if it's in the HR policies it or not, is. or the I handbook, but I'm, I mean, everyone knows it's like it's a corporate environment. You know what's appropriate and what's not yeah. appropriate. What's so, so, real what's quick, not. this is our first time we're going to chime in so we're on ig live real quick mm-hmm. so we actually have two comments wow, nice. um Uh-oh. so 777 <laughs> seven, seven, yours truly 777 seven, mm-hmm. justin right we'll never get on the mic <laughs> oh he we'll called you out <laughs> so justin said you are a terrorist justin yeah come on the show um and then Right, <laughs> and then there's uh, my brother chimed in saying uh, they made him cut his, his mohawk when he was in high school. Mm. I, I had a similar story like that, uh, working working a high school job, and came in for a, a weekend meeting, 
and um, I was wearing my hair in a in a faux hawk at the time. Uh, David Beckham, I was jocking David Beckham okay. at the time. That that was his hairstyle, and I was a soccer player, so I was like, all right, and you know that's what I should do. Um, and I started doing it only for games, and then it just transitioned. I was just gonna wear it like that all the time. So I come into this work meeting. I don't remember how long I'd been working at this job, but uh, the general manager pulled me aside. He was like, Chris, um, can I ask you why you wear your hair like that? And I was like, yeah, I mean, um, I started wearing it like this for my soccer games on the weekend. And, you know, I get I get a lot of compliments and stuff on it. So I just decided to wear it like that normally. And he goes, and it looks really good. And, I th- and it looks really good on you and everything. But I just don't think it's appropriate for work. Wow. And to put this in perspective, we're working at a restaurant. Which I swear to you, three years later, because I thank God wasn't uh, wasn't working the restaurant business anymore. But three years later, everyone in there had the same haircut. And I'm like, yo, (laughs) you're getting on me. I was ahead of the times. That actually happened. I heard. So I was watching this YouTube video. It was about the it was about like appropriation of black hair. Um, I just saw this like last week and it was really interesting how this one girl, she actually got fired from her job because she came into work with braids and it was, the job was like, she was a waitress. So it was a restaurant and then she got fired because she would not take her braids out. And then she said probably like a year or two later, most of her cuts, cause she started braiding her own, like she started a, a braid shop. So most of her customers actually come from that restaurant <laughs> and Wrong. they're wearing braids. Right. So it's just, it really depends on who the managers are. Mm-hmm. It really depends on the culture at your uh, workplace yeah. as far as like what hairstyle you're allowed to have. I mean, there you, you've heard so many stories about right. people just saying like, uh, you can't have dreads. Actually, I wrote my final paper for um, my business ethics class last semester about how a woman, uh, I forgot what state it was in, I think Alabama, she actually got fired because she had locks. And the HR lady told her, you have to take them down um, because they tend to get messy. And then, so it was like a whole lawsuit. What does that mean? Right, right. right. That's a whole, again, it's our hair textures different it's like i've been told my hair is crazy but no that's how the hair grows out of my scalp my hair's not crazy right it's beautiful and it's like it tends to get messy and it's like are you are you suggesting that you're coming to clean up my hair like what does that have to do with you right 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 Right. but but the fact that you associate messy (laughs) Messy with locks right 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 in and of itself is horrible yeah i'm just like yo like you know, you don't have anything to do with what's going on on my body. Like also the no, exactly. uh, like the the misconceptions that like you can't wash them and things like that. Yeah. It's like, no, the people that don't wash them is because they don't wash them. <laughs> right. That doesn't mean you either. can't. Right. Right. You know, I come on, man. Like I've I've I one of my buddies. Um, he went through. He grew. He grew his locks out all of high, all of college. Got to college, grew them out, and as soon as he graduated, he was like. Yep, cutting them off because I don't feel like I'm going to be able to get the kind of job that I want if I don't. And that's a reality that he has that I'll never understand because outside of me having to not put my hair up with gel and stuff for for a job or be told that if in order to accept a position, I need to, you know, be clean shaven and everything. I've never had to outright change my hairstyle because I didn't feel like I'd be able to get a job off of it. Right. Like, I understand that there are some workplaces, like I might go into a job interview with my beard trimmed lower mm-hmm. than it is, but because I'm trying to actually wear that, uh, I don't, I, I've, I generally don't right. interview clean shaven cause I'm not trying to. And luckily our job they're right. they're super cool about it. Like again, no one is ever like, uh, no one, no management, HR, no one's ever said anything to anybody, at least to my knowledge, about right. their hair. And so, yeah. So not not getting too too far off of topic, do you feel like, now we have a mic issues over there. Right, we're good, we're good. I died in one segment, now Chris's mic almost fell off. Um, now do you Sorry, feel like studio, <laughs> that, so we're saying hair is an issue, but what about tattoos? I mean, right. You are you more threatened by hair than you are tattoos? I mean, because I've seen people with clean cut, clean shave, but arm, you know, tatted up all through their arms, and that didn't seem so. I mean, that to me, that's kind of funny because, uh, like, I'll go to the gym after work, and you know, where we got to be, 
um, business casual or whatever. So button up. Um, and so I have, I've got tattoos on my arms. Um, and a rule when I was living in my parents' house, because, and for, from, from their standpoint, they were protecting me was they didn't want me to get anything that went too far down in my arm. Cause they didn't want me to get, um, you know, to be affected negatively by any, you know, perceptions of having it. So like, I'll go to the gym afterwards, get, get into my gym gear and I people are like, Oh, I, you don't look like someone that would have that many tattoos. I'm like, right. what the hell does that mean? Right. Like, what, what, what actually does that mean? I don't look like someone that has tattoos or whatever. Like, well, where's that coming from? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, but I know personally in the workplace that can't be, uh, even though, there's been a lot of things that have changed on that front. There's definitely not uh, until until we have a president that's tatted up and he's got, you know, like a full sleeve or something. It's not going to be uh, accepted all all around for, you know, you just be having well, your tattoos. Even piercings are like I was so scared to get my nose yeah. pierced, but no one said anything at work. And I'm a relationship manager, so I actually uh I'm in a client facing role right. and none of my clients ever said anything or mentioned it or so, I mean, it things really changed now. I think yeah, it's a lot different. More accepting of a lot of things. Um, right. So let's, let's bring some of this, bring it down back to where we were and then kind of close it out. Right. Um, just we definitely be able to do, we're definitely going to have to do more. Yeah, on we this got to retouch on this because it's a I lot. Mean, yeah. We can um, just keep going. Do you, um, <laughs> Do you, what are your your goals in financial world? What do you what do you want to accomplish? Well, you guys know that I'm ultimately wanting to have a financial literacy uh, business where I'm teaching minorities and women about uh, investing and personal finance. I know there's so many companies out there like that, but I feel like I'd be able to have a special niche with that um, mm-hmm. because I don't feel like there's there are enough. Right. I mean, they're they're out there, but there aren't enough. So I want to find a way. I'm still like in planning mode right now, but I definitely want to. F- <laughs> I thought about a podcast, but I'm like, who's gonna do it with me? But I don't know. Well, don't, <laughs> don't know. It'll, it'll, it'll work its way out. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I want to. I hope you guys will invite me back. Oh yeah. If I don't get you guys in um, trouble, but I want to be able to like do an episode on like personal finance. So. Yeah. Because so I, I, I heard y'all episode about uh, spending y'all bonus <laughs> on kicks. Uh, we're going to talk about that. That bonus is gone. <laughs> I'm rocking some of those kicks right question, now. <laughs> so we've all had financial struggles at some point in our life, right? Yeah. Every, probably all of us in this room. Yeah. Um, when it, If you ever sought financial advice from someone, would you want the guy or the, or the lady with the squeaky clean financial record or would you kind of want somebody that's been there where you've been that's made it to the top now that can kind of be on you know that knows what level you're at and can kind of help you out like yeah i mean it's intimidating finances in general um and i want someone who's not going to it's almost like if you're working with a personal trainer Mm -hmm. and your personal trainer is super fit mm-hmm. and you know you know you just came from Popeye's you know, <laughs> like, you know you're not supposed to eat that looking down on you you want someone who can like relate to wherever you are and, and kind of help you coach coach you to get to that you know next level or whatever. right yeah I totally agree with that like it's one of those things where you need uh, someone that you can relate to in order to really at least in my, in my mind to have that that bond mm-hmm. um, because who like you know, this is this is a general statement, but like if if you can't relate to some of the struggles that I've had, you know, financially, whatever, how are like how are you actually going to be able to give me the best advice if you don't know where I'm coming from? Right. You know, exactly. So, okay. yeah, good topic, man. That was great. Uh, definitely have to do a follow up. Wait, uh, I wasn't done. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so obviously within my current role, I want to continue to grow and just build on my relationship management skills and increase my investment knowledge because that's what we do 
at our job mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like etfs and mutual funds so i definitely want to continue in that space but then also on the side do the financial literacy and i'll i'll think about that podcast but <laughs> it's definitely going to be something along those lines because i'm obviously social media is a big thing and mm-hmm. blogging so yeah. that's the way that Your i would platform attract is out there it's so easy to have a to oh yeah do it yeah yeah, yeah. take some plans send spend a month planning it out mm-hmm Get some things that you want to accomplish. Yeah. And just set out to do it. I mean, that's that's how, you know, we... Well, you know, I started, like, at least me getting my master's or working on my master's right now. Right. That's one step towards, like, my master's in finance. That's one step that I'm taking towards that my ultimate, ultimate goal. goal. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so, I mean, two of us, we, we know your story. So we should definitely push you to... It's my mentor. To be... <laughs> To be, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what he calls me. To put yourself out there time. and and do something in this financial industry to help other people out. And the reason why I got into finance, another so remember we talked like how I kind of fell into it, but right. the reason why I stayed in there is because there really aren't enough people who look like me mm-hmm. in it. So yeah, and that's perfect. Um, all right, so we definitely readdressed this. There's yeah. a lot of things. There was a lot of things that we covered in here that. That was layered either, you know, with topic or off topic or right. just came together with it. Um, One of those conversations that you, you know. You just need to have. And that's what we're yeah. all about. We're something else. It's about having conversations and having fun along the way. Right, 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 right. And right. If for those out there, as we bring closure to the, uh, the show, haven't figured out that the titles of our shows are actual mm-hmm. titles of songs that were relating to the episodes. Right, yeah. You should definitely take a listen to those songs because they do feed on what we're kind of talking about um social media mm-hmm. we, we are, are something, something else. else w-e-r-s-u-m-t-h-i-n-e-l-s-e all platforms mm-hmm. ig soundcloud soundcloud facebook mm-hmm. and uh we're going to get that itunes and google play up yeah yes. gotta working on that working google on play. that i'm waiting um, for that <laughs> so real quick we'll just do our our I guess we're going to title go with For the Soul, right? Is that what we said? Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, technically, they had one more vote. It did? For the Soul? Yeah. Yeah. So, technically. We'll, we'll touch base on For the Soul. I have, um, I won't get into too much because I didn't bring anything to unbox. Right. But I'll post our IG mm-hmm. about some of the. You got some heat this some week. Some of the heat that I picked up Whew. That, that was given to me. Um, all I'm going to say is. Um, Space Jam. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh. But uh, that's it. That's all I got for this week. Yeah, uh, man. Let's thank uh, Miss Roy Elizabeth for joining us. On thank you, Roy. Thank you for having me. I'm so proud of you guys. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you for pushing us or giving us the idea. Actually, the first person to tell us that we should be uh, doing a podcast. So, right. you know, Superfly as always. We appreciate. Thank you, brother. Hospitality, just your insight, everything. I guess something else. We are something else. See you. Come here, boy. What's wrong? Why the long face? Is Timmy stuck in a well again? Did Johnny steal a car? Is it Trump's latest tweet? Oh, I know. It's her up the street, isn't it? Not ready to be a father? Well, I've got the right thing for you. Is your dog not ready to be a dad? Does he enjoy running the streets and just being a dog? Well, thanks to the people at Plan Doghood, we have Rough Skins, the first all-natural condom made for the finest bitch. <laughs>